Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Injured Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. Let's jump right into it. So I didn't come out with an episode last week, and I apologize to all my, you know some of my listeners out there. So, but uh, just a little busy lately with school, and eventually I end up landing a second job and whatnot. So I'm just trying to stay busy and whatnot. So. And trying to get this thing started and hopefully get a bigger audience one day. But uh, nonetheless, uh, man, wild uh, past couple of two weeks when it comes to the college football, man. I mean, <laughs> by the looks of it, knock on wood, I ain't hoping for anything too soon. But, you know, hey, my Wolverines, uh, I don't know if uh, Harbaugh somehow heard me earlier this year criticizing them. But, man, they've been whooping ass, taking names nonetheless. Uh, we beat Rutgers uh, last night or uh, uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. That was like a nine-game win streak now, beating Rutgers. Um, man, I, I can't. Our defense is just way ahead of the game than everyone else when it comes to the college football rankings. Uh, statistically, uh, we're 20 yards less, lesser, or so, somewhere on that area. When uh, then the next team up when it comes to uh, standings, we're first in the nation overall, and the next team behind that's like 20 yards behind us, which doesn't seem like much, but significantly it's uh, it's a lot more difference compared to first. The next team with that uh, how to I'm fucking this up, excuse me. But the headline I saw was like Michigan's defense overall is. They are 20 yards ahead than compared to everyone else, which is like compared to that 20 yards, the team is like ranked 15th in the nation, something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. Excuse me. I'm, I, I, I can't lie. I went out last night, so I had a few beers, so kind of waking up, shaking up. You know, I, you know what I mean? I turned 26 soon, folks. I... <laughs> Once you go out drinking, you hit your mid twenties. It's it's a different ball game. Trust me. You don't think now, you know. I peaked at around twenty four, you know. So my my solid years were twenty one to twenty four, yeah, that three year stretch. But after that, it was just ugh, it's all downhill from there. But nonetheless, uh, like not to get uh, too distracted. Michigan's been kicking ass, taking names. Uh, two games left of the season to go so far. We got Indiana. I'm just taking one step at a time. You know, can't can't overlook anyone, and that's what I've got. Harbaugh's doing a good job so far, keeping the team focused and maintaining that uh, consistency and being persistent. Um, yeah, you know, it just uh, next week is pivotal. I feel like I know uh, Indiana's. They're not that good of a team, but when it comes to teams like that, you know, it's they go balls to the wall. It's like, hey, let's ruin their season, you know what I mean? So that's the way I look at it. Maintain focus on that one team. Don't overlook them. You know, it's like, hey, we got Ohio State after that. Focus on Indiana. Get that W. Then you got Ohio State, which we, yeah, we traveled a horseshoe. horseshoe. Uh, ugh, excuse me. We, we go to Ohio State. Uh, this year. What are you eating? Get out of there. Sorry. My dog is eating some tissue. What are you doing, you weirdo? 
Uh, but, <laughs> excuse me. Anyhow, um, yeah, two games left of the season. And we got the Ohio State. And, uh, I don't know. I, I hate it because everyone is so confident this year. The thing is, Ohio State's really not that good of a team. Like, the, how can I say this? They're good, but they're not Ohio. They they they're not as good as in years past as they've been. And the thing with it seems like with Urban Meyer, whenever he goes to a college football program, he wins early and then he cashes out. You know what I mean? Like he made his little reign in Florida, you know. And then once Tim Tebow left, he kind of he's kind of struggling, and eventually he got quote unquote sick. And I, you know, like I said, and quotation sick and he had to take leave and then after that eventually you know Jim Trussell got in some scandal with Ohio State and then uh, Urban Meyer took up the opportunity and the rest is history Uh, excuse me Uh, but uh, Michigan beat Rutgers 42-7 Shea Patterson three passing touchdowns he's doing a great job um uh, running game is amazing too. Uh, Clemson beat Boston College twenty-seven to seven. Bama beat Mississippi State twenty-four nothing. So um, uh, Notre Dame just throttled Florida State forty-two thirteen. Georgia beat Auburn twenty-seven ten. The Sooners beat Oklahoma State by point forty-eight to forty-seven. That was a shootout from hell. But. Uh, Ohio State beat Michigan State 26-6. And um, Michigan State held in there, you know, majority of the game, not until the fourth quarter where Ohio State put up 17 there. So, Um, let's let's see here. One second. (coughs) Excuse me. Is that time of the year where, you know, it's, I love fall, but everyone's starting to get sick and whatnot, so you're trying to stay away from everyone else. Oh, man. But, uh, nonetheless, I mean, hey, Dwayne Haskins, he's, that's, that kid's a phenomenal athlete. It's a great quarterback that Ohio State has. That's going to be a worrisome. I mean, man, he's, he's damn near 70% completion percentage. 33 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Like, like if he wins the Heisman, I won't be surprised. You know what I mean? So, uh, they got a lethal running game, too. Uh, J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber uh, both have over seven yards rushing. So, no, no doubt, I mean, Michigan's defense is going to – it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a challenge for them. You know what I mean? But that's – it's – it's what we need because if we want any shot at a national title, we all know it runs through Alabama. You know, no no doubt about that. Um, but, man, excuse me. Oh, feeling rough today. <laughs> but so far, the playoffs started today for BCS. It'd be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan. I truly do believe it'd be Michigan-Notre Dame rematch. I feel a lot more confident, no doubt. Um, 
but we'll see. I don't know. We still we still got uh, two games left of the season, and there's the conference championship to uh, play out as well. Oh man. Uh, but again, uh, just to reiterate, Michigan's defense number one overall in the nation. Clemson's at three; they're doing great. Bama's at eleven. Uh, I was at eight. Uh, they the only reason why I mentioned Iowa is because um, they uh, they they've always been under the radar when it comes to the Big Ten. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't make as much noise this year, but. They don't. Their offense has been iffy this year as well. But usually they make some noise as well. Uh, Georgia's thirteenth. Um, let's see. Notre Dame twenty-sixth in the nation. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy reading some of these teams and the defensive rankings because Central Michigan's thirty-second in the nation, and it's the sickening part is is they're one and nine on the season. So it's like the defense is doing their job. It's just the offense can't get anything going. That's that's what's sad about it. So, oh man. But uh, this is uh, keep in mind. I I haven't mentioned Ohio State yet. So because I know I read the stat about two weeks. Yeah, 69th in the nation overall for Ohio State. That ain't gonna get the job done. And guess who's right behind them? Michigan's opponent next week, which is Indiana. So it could be a possible simulation of what, you know, Michigan's offense, you know, could go through against Ohio State uh, come next week. But, of course, I mean, different environment, different teams, different atmosphere, different scheme of offense. But we'll see what happens. Uh, But like I said, knock on wood. I'm still going to be harsh on my team nonetheless. And, uh, man, two games left this season. Go blue. But, uh, like I said, the BCS runs through Alabama. And they're not slung down whatsoever. So, and the, you want to know the sickening part is, is that Nick Saban, I read, God, it was somewhere. Nick Saban has more BCS championship than he do, than he has losses. That's sick. It's nuts. But uh, can't you can't deny his coaching uh, legacy, no doubt. But with that being said, I'm going to take a little break. And you are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. Welcome back. This is Inter Reserve Podcast with your host, Mitchell Anderson. Man, if there's one of the pivotal uh, predictions that I was wrong on, I, without a shadow of a doubt, will uh, say it was the Chicago Bears. Uh, this season, they surprised me. I think they're surprising a lot of other people, though, too. Um, Mitchell Chabrisky, I was wrong on him. He wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. Uh, he's getting the job done. He's not—he's not like an elite or great quarterback, but he's—he's he's good enough not only just to start, but he's good enough to not to turn the ball over. 
and he fits the scheme so well. I mean, they're five and three. They're tied at first in the NFC North with Minnesota. Uh, Detroit, they're three and five. They got them today. I don't. Um, I think Chicago takes it. To be honest with you, and um, I don't see Green Bay making any um, significant changes this season. I think they'll fall short of the playoffs. They'll they'll go eight and eight. I see. You know. Um, that that game against New England was uh, huge for Green Bay. They had to win that game, and um, they they need to stop with the comparisons between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. Y'all could say uh, it's the system in New England. Aaron Rodgers is just overall more talented. Let's 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 talk about it real quick. So. I mean, it's. I feel like the discussion is just ridiculous, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I, as I said earlier this year, I feel like if anyone should be in the discussion for the GOAT status, I feel like it's Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees nabs the MVP this year for the NFL, rightfully so. And like I said, I think New Orleans, I'm still sticking with a pick, I think New Orleans grabs. Uh, I think they win it all this year. Um, I think, you know, if Drew Brees gets this, he, if he gets this MVP and he gets the Super Bowl title, then I don't think, no doubt in my mind that, you know, um, that he can be up there for the argue for debate for the GOAT status between him and Brady. Now, I know what you're all thinking. It's like, well, hold on. Like, if he does say, okay, so Brees only has one. If he gets two, maybe possibly three. I mean, he's getting up there in age. That's the problem. But the thing is, you got to look at the stats as well. I mean, but I'm, I'm still going to stick with Brady. That's just my argument. I mean, you can't knock five Super Bowls, eight appearances, you know. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, truth be told, one of the Super Bowls should have been four considering the fact that <laughs> Seattle had one of the worst play calls of all time and not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. I'm I'm pretty sure Seattle fans are still hurt about that. I would be if I was a Seahawks fan. But five Super Bowls, eight Super Bowl appearances. I mean, man, Brady put up over 400 yards passing at last year's Super Bowl against Philly. The man is in his 40s. You cannot argue that. And Aaron Rodgers, I just, I'm not a fan. I just he he lacks accountability and responsibility. Like I get it, the blunder that happened against the Rams, another pivotal game for them in the season. Um, who was it? Ty Montgomery that t- return takes the ball at the end zone and he fumbles it with less than, or I think it was with a little bit some time to spare with like two minutes and some change, he fumbles the ball, and you know Green Bay had two timeouts and fumbles the ball they give the ball back to the Rams and the game's over I get it and he was frustrated at the post game but it comes up he lacks accountability every post game it seems like he never it's always like kind of little pointing the finger like this and that it's just I don't know he just he does it in a how can I say? Just kind of just snaky kind of way, you know. And it's just that's why he has he only has one Super Bowl, you know what I mean? So 
And you got, you know, you got Mike McCarthy as the head coach who, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. Same thing with Brady and Belichick. Um, but, man, it's just, there's a reason why he only got one Super Bowl appearance. I don't care what anyone says. And it's just like, oh, he's never had any help. He's had plenty of help. He's had Jordy Nelson. He's had Greg Jennings. Devontae Adams is his own man. So don't give me that. Brady's had one significant receiver, and that was Randy Moss. And he had him for two seasons, maybe three. So, and that's and you saw what happened when you get Brady an elite wideout like that. And they grab Josh Gordon, and he seems to be working out okay in New England. So, uh, the only... I mean, yeah, he's got Gronk, but Gronk's always hurt now. And, you know, hell, one of those Super Bowls, they won without Gronk. It was against Atlanta. When you're down 28-3 late in the third quarter, like, hey. (laughs) And Brady rallies his team. That's hard to argue. So, uh, I know y'all get like to stick to the stats. As I, you know, like I said, you make a solid case. Same thing with Peyton Manning or Drew Brees. Some people still say Montana, but man, it's just, when it's all said and done, it's Brady. Uh, y'all could say it's the system, Bill Belichick, this and that, yada, yada, yada. Brady, he's he's the GOAT, man. It's just, me coming from a Steelers fan, I hate it. Because I know the AFC runs through New England, no doubt. So it's just, I don't know. New England's a little different this year, though. Their, their defense is giving up a lot of points. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. If this is the year for Pittsburgh to win it all, it has to be this year. And even then, I mean, you still got Kansas City. I would say Jacksonville, but Jacksonville, they don't have a quarterback. I thought Blake Bortles, you know, I thought he would get a little better this year, but obviously that's not the case. They need someone new. They need to grab someone like Colin Kaepernick, but... Who knows, you know, so, but uh, ignorance is bliss, I guess, when it comes to that kind of stance, but uh, but Kansas City, you know, uh, they're looking solid as well, but how many times does Kansas City look solid in the regular season, and then they blow a game in the division round, you know what I mean, so, oh, Andy's Reed's, Andy Reed has a great resume, but comes to playoffs it's shaky so who knows we'll see what happens uh my my Steelers look great our defense is finally clicking on all cylinders uh put up over 50 points against Carolina uh on Thursday night uh Big Ben with five passing touchdowns uh perfect passer rating um he's had three uh 500 yard passing games uh uh it's the only quarterback that's ever done that. James Conner filling in the role phenomenously uh, over Le'Veon Bell in that whole situation. He's officially holding out for this 2018 season, so that's that's a bad look on him now. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, he held out all year, so it's just like he's forfeiting all that money. So if you can forfeit all that money, then hey, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if someone offered me 950 grand a game, <laughs> you, you best believe I'd lace up the you know, the the straps and all that. Give me a helmet, but hey. I'm not Le'Veon Bell, and I can't run a 4-4. So, um, 
But yeah, um, all right. it's, I'm gonna, like I said, Pittsburgh, I'm gonna be like uh, on my Michigan Wolverines. It's like Michigan ended, or excuse me, not Michigan, Pittsburgh ended the season last year on a seven game win streak. Then on a high note, you know, and then what happened? We lost in the, we lost in the divisional round against uh, Jacksonville at home. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but with that being said, uh, this is Engine Reserve. I'm going to take a quick little break, and you are listening to Engine Reserve Podcast. <sighs> Welcome back to Engine Reserve Podcast. And um, quick shout out to all my veteran fan, uh, friends out there and everyone else in the veteran community. Happy Veterans Day. Enjoy your day. It's your day to do, you know, be appreciated. <coughs> Excuse me. Shout out to all my fans out there, my buddies out there. So uh, good times. Uh, Fort Bliss, Texas, anyone that's down there. It's hot as hell, hot as Satan's asshole. No lie, no joke. But uh, y'all have a good day today. Take those discounts wherever they are. I gotta look up some discounts. I don't even know what's going on today. So, but uh, <coughs> that being said, happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. Appreciate your day and whatnot. Do whatever it is you want to do today. Uh, I might go to the gym later. I don't know. I got some cleaning up to do. But uh, with that being said, let's get back to it. Um, so everyone keeps talking i it's still early so i feel like everyone just needs to chill um um the lakers uh still struggling a little bit uh still a little iffy um to be honest with y'all uh they're six and six right now um man it's it's the west it's Right now, the way things are, <clears throat> excuse me, the way things are looking, I mean, man, their their defense is just, it's poo cheese. It's jank. There's no defense there. They're on a two-game win streak, and the last two games they have played solid. I I mean, they beat, I mean, granted, it's the Kings. Uh, they beat them 101 to 86, and, the, you know, they beat the Timberwolves 114 to 110. Uh, some particular reason, 2011 Derrick Rose decided to make a comeback out of nowhere. He's been on a hot streak. Timberwolves traded Jimmy Butler. He's uh, to the Philadelphia 76ers now, so now they got their little big three with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. And so, I don't know, man. Um, it's just iffy. Uh, six and six. I don't... They'll make it past the first round, and that's it. If they even make the playoffs this year, um, I I just don't see. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I get it. You know, it's LeBron James, but man, when you're getting up there in your thirties, hey, even Superman gets tired. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just. Sorry for all the Laker fans out there, man. But I just, ugh, it's. It's it's the West, man. <laughs> it's the I don't know what to tell you, and it, it's one thing to be high scoring, but 
when you don't play any defense, especially when you got someone like a Golden State or San Antonio Spurs or um, hell, I don't, I don't know. Um, Try to think some other high caliber teams, uh, the Rockets. You know what I mean, or Oklahoma City. Uh, you got to play defense, and they're not. <laughs> they're losing the games to you know one forty three, one forty two to the Spurs, or you know they're they're winning games, but they're getting up you know one fourteen, one twenty one. It's it's ridiculous how lax a days ago the defensive era is nowadays. So that's why it's it's hard for me to to you know pay attention to basketball especially in once football season's in that's all I you know concentrate on I don't look at anything else um until pretty much February after the Super Bowl then I start getting some basketball and whatnot but um yeah it's just uh, man I don't know <clears throat> excuse me but uh with that being said uh, Lakers I see them at best, you know, 47-35, they'll finish the season. Um, they'll make it past the first round, maybe, and then after that, that's it. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know where I, I still stick with my, you know, legacy prediction. I had LeBron in my top ten, not in the top five, you know, simply due to the fact that when he went to Miami, they should have won four straight championships, and people give, you know, let him go, you know, with a slap on the wrist on that. You get one of the top ten greatest teams of all time, you know, you for, you format that team, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and then you add pivotal players like, um, you know, one of the top five greatest three-point shooters of all time, they're one of the greatest shooters of all time, perhaps, and Ray Allen. You, you add him to that, <clears throat> excuse me, to that equation. It's just, we, we give LeBron the slap on the wrist, you know, and there's people that do hate on him for no reason. They have no reason to hate on him, but they do. But I, I hate, I'm a fan, but I'm a fan, I'm not the fan of, the overloving community. People love LeBron James so much that they overlook his errors and just look at his successes. He's won three titles. It's like, okay, but you forget the five losses he's taken in the finals. Yeah, but he's been to the finals eight times. Okay. I got you there. But he's he he shouldn't be even he's not even in the discussion of the GOAT conversation, not even close. You know what I mean? It's just, and he's played with eight Hall of Famers in his career. Um, I mean, let's let's take a look at it. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen, Kyrie Irving, that's four. Kevin Love, that's five. Antoine Jameson, that's six. Shaquille O'Neal, that's seven. Um, so maybe seven. Um, I might be leaving someone out, but... Uh, Man, it's just, he's he's played, when people say he doesn't have help, I, I could show you the roster and who's who's contributed, you know. And the thing is, the, the game has to revolve around his play style, otherwise it doesn't work. <clears throat> That's why it didn't work last year in Cleveland. They added guys like Derrick Rose, and they picked up D. Wade again. And, um, 
you know, with Kevin Love, and that's why Kyrie wanted to go. It just uh, they made it work, but it was awkward how they made it work. Work. It was. It was just. It was weird. You know, the chemi- the chemistry was there, but it wasn't always positive. That's the thing. So, you know, when got in, it's rare. It's rare to see. You know, that's why. That's why it makes Michael Jordan the goat. Uh, he evolves into other people's play styles and other people's playbooks. That's why they won six titles. You know what I mean? So it's just. He knew he knew the standards. He knew the 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 how can I say? He knew how he was. He knew how things were gonna break down when it comes to pivotal moments and situations, like passing the ball to Steve Kerr to hit the the final game shot, things of that nature. He knew people were gonna eye him up. You know, he could take that last shot. So, but. Um, like I said, th- this isn't like a anti-LeBron rant. I'm a fan of LeBron. I love the guy, but I'm a realist as well. At the end of the day, he'll finish. He'll he'll finish in the top ten of all time, but he ain't he ain't in that monument. He, he he's not top five. You know, top five. I gotta say, my top five. It's you know Michael Jordan, then probably um, probably Magic Johnson. Um, Tim Duncan, um, God, maybe Larry Bird. Um, I would, I would have to look. I would have to look at my, look at a full list of players to break it down. But um, I just don't. He's top ten, probably somewhere around six and eight ish that area. But we can't get. People keep giving him a leeway and excuses. It's like, oh, you know, this and that. It's just no. Um, but with that being said, um, I just, Lakers 47-35 at best. They'll make it for, for, they'll get past the first round, maybe, and that's it. But, uh, I don't see anything better than that. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, it, like I said, the, the NBA season, it's, it's, it's still early. I mean, hell, it's only no- November. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, with that being said, uh, I'm going to take a quick little break. I'll break down this upcoming week, the NFL Week 10, and uh, you are listening to Injury Reserve Podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. So as I mentioned earlier in the segment um, today, Detroit uh, goes against Chicago. It's at Chicago. I don't see Detroit pulling anything off. It's a lost cause season. They're 3-5. and five. Um, I felt like the Lions have achieved more than they have already uh, halfway through the season. I'm kind of impressed, actually, but... Nonetheless, I mean, they traded their best wide receiver for a third-round pick only in Golden Tate. You know, and sources were saying, like, um, they couldn't afford to pay him after this after this year. And it's just like, it's sad because when you make your quarterback the second-highest-paid quarterback in the league in Matthew Stafford, and he's 0-3 when it comes to the playoffs, it's just, that feels like that's telling you something. Uh, it's like, Stafford's just a good quarterback, but... 
man, he's not worth that much money to be second highest paid quarterback in the league. That separates him from guys among amongst the likes of Tom Brady. You know, eight Super Bowl appearances to you know five Super Bowls to three playoff appearances over three. So just let that sink in. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hating. I'm just being a realist. Those are the stats. So Detroit goes to Chicago today. Going to be a little cold. Soldier Field. Um, I'd, I'd take Chicago on this game. Uh, New Orleans at Cincy. Um, Cincy's been, uh, uh, they've been iffy this year. Um, uh, they, they have their things with Marvin Lewis. Um, you know, him disciplining his players. That's always been a reoccurring issue, especially with Vontaze Perfect. So, I don't know. I New Orleans at Cincy, Paul Brown Stadium. I won't be surprised, though. They might pull the upset. Uh, New Orleans has been hot, but come to Cincinnati, uh, I, I won't be surprised if Cincy pulls that upset. So look out for that game. Atlanta at Cleveland. Eh, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to say Cleveland has a shot. They'll keep it close. Uh Simply because you know it's it's change of the season now, and you know Southern players, their teams that play in the South that have to travel up north and play in the cold, it's a little different. You know, it's it's a little cold up here. You know, uh, Midwest we got some snow, so and we're only in the middle of November, so we'll see how that plays out. New England at Tennessee, I, New England takes it, no doubt. I don't see any problems they're gonna have. Um. <sighs> Tennessee beat Dallas last week. Um, they made Mar- Marcus Mariota look phenomenal. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Dallas. Dallas needs to let go. Jerry Jones needs to let go of his team, put it that way. He needs to stop being the coach. He needs to stop coaching the coach. He wants. He has, He's very ignorant and narrow-minded when it comes to things of that particular nature. He, oh, he wants all the credit in the world to himself. Um and I felt like he's he's always had that bit of a grudge during the 90s era when Jimmy Johnson got all the credit and he didn't when he picked the players such as Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, and the Commodore's draft days. Um, he needs to stop living in the glory days of the 90s. Let it go. Let the coach coach the team. And you don't you, – you're the owner. Know your role, and that's it. If you want Dallas to be good, do what's best for the team and stop trying to be a general manager and a coach and this and all that. Just stop. Let it go. You're a coach. Provide the money. Simple as that. You want Super Bowls, then let, you know, get the best possible coach out there. One, it's not Jason Garrett. You need to let him go. But because you have such a good relationship, you let your personal feelings get in the way. Hence why Tony Romo was with the team for so long and he overstayed his welcome and he kept getting hurt and you kept paying him money and that was a terrible idea. So with Dallas, they go to Philly today. Uh, Sunday night football. Uh, I don't see him pulling it out. Uh, Dak ain't the answer. Uh, it's only, Dak Prescott's only the answer for Dallas if Zeke runs over 100 yards. If he doesn't, and even then they struggle. So... Um, Need to get rid of Jason Garrett. Possibly start looking for a new quarterback as well. But uh, Jerry Jones is very ignorant, like I said. And Dallas fans hate to hate to say it, but Dallas is gonna be Dallas. They'll go six and ten, seven and nine, unless Jerry Jones needs to, you know, know his role. But I don't think it'll happen. And then uh, good one, Seattle at uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, like Russell Wilson. Uh, Seattle's been, you know, 
the up and down, but uh, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, that team would be devastated. Uh, Pete Carroll, he, I feel like he's a so-and-so coach. Um, I feel like, you know, he had the Legion of Boom for that little era a couple years back when they made the Super Bowl appearance and they decimated Denver. But uh, that's it. Uh, that that era's long gone. Russell Wilson's very, still very underappreciated. But I don't know. At Los Angeles, I don't, they they took an L last week. They got punched in the mouth. I think they'll bounce back though at home. Miami at Green Bay, uh, Lambeau Field again to reiterate. Southern players come up to the Midwest around this time. They don't particularly do so well. So, but. Um, Oh, Green Bay's, uh, their defense is jank. They don't have no defense. Um, and Miami, I, you know, Brock Osweiler's been doing not too shabby of a job in New England. Uh, they need to let go of Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Brock Osweiler's the, the future for them. They need to start, start scouting for another quarterback, possibly in the draft, or test their chance of free agency. Uh, like I said, I'll keep reiterating, uh, Colin Kaepernick is out there. He's There's a lot. He's, he's a lot better than, you know, a lot of the quarterbacks are starting today, you know. Um, but uh, that's just my opinion. Los Angeles Chargers tra- travel to Oakland. Oakland, they just, they're in shambles. Chargers, they'll kill them. Washington at Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay, I don't know, it's, uh, one week, they're, <laughs> I, I don't get it, you know. Um, I don't know, uh, one week. It looks like they're the best team on Sunday out of everyone. And then next week, uh, they look like they're lost. It, with, uh, the mindset of Ryan Fitzpatrick is weird. It's um, He's the backup quarterback. And then once he gets put in the game late, um, he plays phenomenal. And it's like he can only play when there's no pressure on his back. Like... They're ex- they're already in the hole and they're expected to lose. So he just he he lets loose and he plays great. But when he's the starter and all eyes are on him, it's just like I don't know. His mindset's just works different. It's weird. Um, Buffalo at New York. Uh, Buffalo they're in shambles. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. Josh Allen still not returned. Nathan Peterman is not playing. Matt Barkley is playing again. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. You're telling me Matt Barkley is better than Kaepernick. You're you're on crack. Uh, they go to New York. New York will beat them. Uh, no doubt. Buffalo, they they suck. I got the Buffalo's defense. They're jank. Just like my fantasy team. Uh, Arizona at Kansas City. Kansas City, they've been on a roll. Um, like I said, Andy Reid, great for regular season. Playoffs, eh. You don't know what you're going to get. Arizona, they're jank. And it's sad to see uh, one of my all-time favorite receivers and uh, Larry Fitzgerald playing a team like that. It's it's sad. Jacksonville, Indy. Indy, they need they need to move on from Andrew Luck, just like Dallas with Dak Prescott. It's just he ain't the guy. Let, let him go. Start over. You know, um, like I your sketch just shake everything up because – Y'all are all over the place when it comes to Andrew Luck and that whole team. So you guys haven't been the same since Peyton Manning left. Re- realistically, you've had what one, maybe two playoff appearances, and so it's just I don't know. Andrew Luck ain't that guy. Uh, Jacksonville, Blake Bortles. Y'all need some some something different. Jalen Ramsey. He got real quiet, real quick. Um, 
I got nothing wrong with someone talking trash and saying being honest with your quarterbacks, but you also got to look in the mirror, look at your own quarterback. So he's gotten humbled real quick since their team's been on the downside. So, and then Monday night it's going to be one of the most boring Monday night games of all time. New York at San Fran, <laughs> whoop de doo. Giants, they're in shambles. Eli Manning, y'all need to move on. San Fran, I don't even know who's their quarterback. <laughs> so it's just, it was Jimmy G and then he tore his ACL. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting week nonetheless. Uh, Sunday night and Monday night. So, oh boy. But uh, with that being said, this is Injured Reserve Podcast. I thank y'all for listening, listening in. Enjoy Veterans Day, and I hope y'all have a great day. Uh, one more to re- uh, say. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to end the segment like that. I mean, I did, but I forgot to add one more thing. Um, I was going to give you all the Red Dead Redemption 2 review. Um, Man, for any gamers out there, whether PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, it don't matter. If you have not played this game, go and grab it whenever whenever you can. Uh, Today, GameStop's having their Pro Day sale, so they might have it on sale. Um, if you're a member of GameStop, uh, or just wait till Black Friday, I'm sure, you know, it's going to be on sale, no doubt. But man, Red Dead Redemption 2, definitely my top five games of all time. Uh, man, the storyline is just great. Uh, the character development, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, the graphics, the, the open scenery, the open world. Everything about it is just amazing. I love it. Uh, you're, the main protagonist that you play in Arthur Morgan. It's just... Uh, d- I don't know. It's just... You gotta play it. Like I said, the character development, the whole story behind everything. It's just amazing. Um, you don't have to play Red Dead Redemption 1. To the fir- You don't have to play Red Dead Redemption 1 to get the story... Uh, number two since it it is a prequel to the first one so you might miss a few things here and there that some players uh that have played the first one will get that you may not recognize in the second one but there are some few easter eggs and hints this and that nature uh that are dedicated towards the first game but man it's a great game phenomenal i love it uh it's just it's a fun game overall man um the side quests, the random things that happen along the way. Uh, you got to keep in mind the premise is like 1899, so you know the the peak before that uh, the 19th century mark or 20th century, however that works. I can't remember. I've never been the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to terms of that nature. I hardly pay attention in high school. Hey, C's get degrees though. Uh, I got my associates. I'll brag about it. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but, but man, if y'all get a chance, um, definitely check out Red Dead Redemption 2. Fun game, thrilling. It's just, Rockstar just, man, that's what I love about Rockstar and the developers, man. They take their time, and we waited eight years after this game. And originally, you know, they weren't even going to make it, which was blasphemy in itself. But since the community loved the game so much... You know, 
they're they're requesting for a sequel you know but at the time they weren't working on that they were working on gta 5 so and gta 5 is still relevant it's crazy how game that's still relevant that game has been released five years ago but the fact that they keep coming out with updates for the game makes it fun i love that game too so um if you haven't played gta 5 or if you're new to the gaming community check out gta 5 i love the storyline in that game as well that's great character development also uh phenomenal open world uh great online gameplay the online gameplay for red dead redemption 2 is not out yet not until the end of november uh there were will be a beta so um not sure how it's gonna work out but i'm sure um it's gonna be phenomenal i uh, just like gta 5 but um um gta 5 storyline great i loved it short though very short i thought it could have been a tad bit longer now red dead redemption 2 story you're gonna be playing this forever i'm on chapter five or six of the game and I still got so much more things to do in that game. It's nuts. So I got a ways to go. Um, but overall, definitely check out Red Dead Redemption 2. Excuse me. I give it a, I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, and only reason why I give it 9 out of 10. I would give it a 10 out of 10. But the only reason why I only give it 9 out of 10 is because there are a few kinks here and there and glitches. And uh, there's just a few late delays here and there, but nonetheless, you know, I ain't complaining. So, great game. Uh, check it out. Great premise. Uh, you will not be disappointed. You'll definitely get your six, 60 bucks out of it. Or if you want the deluxe and that's like 80 or something about that. I, I don't know the whole details on that. But uh, with that being said, uh, now I'm officially done for today on the Engine Reserve Podcast. Uh, this is Mitchell Anderson. I hope you all have a great day and uh, happy Veterans Day.